0: everybody
1: hello everybody and hello to you valerie
0: hello randall how are you
1: i'm good happy birthday to you
0: uh thank you also to you also who cares i don't
1: <laughs> um yeah welcome welcome to our show and welcome to you i we you, you all, all everybody everybody <laughs> uh how are you doing this week
0: i'm very well how are you
1: i'm doing good we're on uh, a new mixer as of today. Oh
0: yeah, let us know if it sounds weird. Yeah,
1: that's uh, I think the first question I have is: Do we still sound? Do we still sound good?
0: Uh, also, we have locked the cat out of the room, and she might be crying at the door. So if you hear little cat meows, that's what that is. It's bonus, bonus, bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> bonus content is cat for, meowing for Patreon subscribers.
1: <laughs> um, <coughs> anything interesting going on with you this week, Valerie?
0: Well, as you know, Randall. Together uh, we saw Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm not saying that it was ridiculous, but it was. That <laughs> that is probably the most ridiculous chase scene that I've ever seen, and I've seen SuperCop.
1: You're talking about the scene where they are. Oh, are you gonna spoil it? Yep, they're tying a helicopter to a bunch of trucks.
0: Yes, and then because the helicopter is stronger than the truck, they need to keep tying on more trucks. Yeah, it's kind and of like, it's like a, a kite.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a kite. I was gonna say, I was gonna make a disgusting comment. Go ahead. It's kind of like uh, a human centipede of trucks. Wow, Truck it centipede, trucking centipede.
0: That really <laughs> gross. You, you didn't have to go there.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what happened. But so, if you haven't seen that movie, sorry, we spoiled it for you. But really, it's not a spoiler at all.
0: It was entertaining.
1: There was a lot of wrestling connection since The Rock is the, one of the two stars in the movie. The
0: Rock was a wrestler? Yeah, I know. <laughs> With a name like The Rock.
1: He's not even billed as The Rock anymore, right? Like, it's just Dwayne Johnson, right?
0: I wonder. They don't put The it, Rock
1: in there? Do they? I don't know. But one thing they did put in there in the cast was Joe Roman Reigns. Anoayi. Um His cousin, I guess. It was a big Samoan connection, I guess. I wanted to say there was a large wrestling, uh, but there really was just those two guys.
0: Well, no, there's way more than that, it's just that those are the two best known guys.
1: The uh, there was a lot of special, not special effects, action fighting sequence that were really like this is very clearly choreographed by someone who does professional wrestling, you know, they're just straight doing wrestling moves on each other on the bad guys.
0: So, this guy, Roman Reigns, is uh. He's a a good looking dude who has traditionally been pushed by the WWE and traditionally up until he had leukemia, everybody hated him.
1: Leukemia recurrence. He actually had had it earlier in his life.
0: So, yeah, the crowd would boo him constantly until they had a reason to have sympathy for the real actual guy. Yeah. And now he doesn't get booed anymore. But anyway, they were pushing him really hard. He's a really good-looking dude. I'm not sure he can really talk. Anyway, they didn't give him any lines in this movie. It was kind of sad.
1: He didn't have a single line in the movie. Hopefully, that's not a spoiler for anyone going to see Hobbs and Shaw.
0: I think there were other wrestlers in this movie. I just haven't figured out who they are yet. To
1: go back and take a look, I'm gonna. There's so many Samoan family wrestlers. Like, if you just go back, just do do yourself a favor and look back at look on the internet for. The Rock's family, the Rock's dad. Like, and... let's not get into it here. Let let let's let people look do your own do your own goddamn research. <laughs> but like, if you look at the, this, there's a huge family connection. There's a ton of professional wrestlers in that family, and the extended family, of course, marrying other wrestlers or marrying daughters or whatever of wrestlers. Um,
0: wrestling daughters can wrestle wrestling, too. Yeah, like that. I was trying to think of any that
1: are women's wrestlers in that family and none come to mind. Do you have one?
0: I can't remember her name right bow, now. Bow, bow.
1: Nia Jax. Yes, Nia Is Jax. she in that family? Yes, she is. Who is she uh, related to? I don't know. I was thinking also there's the daughter of uh, Jimmy Snuka is in wrestling too, also, I don't know if they're connected.
0: Those all some very fine looking people.
1: They have good hair. They're very attractive. Nice faces. They're naturally athletic for the most part, even like giant. Fat guys are super athletic, which is amazing to me, doing backflips and stuff.
0: Don't be jealous, Randall.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. I did a backflip. I'd break my own neck. Like That's (laughs) what what (laughs) would happen. I was just thinking of this guy, Rikishi, who looks like a sumo dude, like he's a giant dude. And every time he would get a clothesline, which is where you hit the guy with your arm, he would do like a backflip, just standing backflip. I should learn to do a backflip.
0: And then I'll clothesline
1: you. You can clothesline me and I'll do the back flips. I brought a whole pocket full of candy. (laughs) And then every time I, every time I pulled a piece of, I put like little fun size candies in my pocket. And every time I pulled one out, you were like, uh, could you just dump it into your hand? (laughs) Yeah. It was a lot of crinkles. It was a lot of crinkling. Uh, and other than that, uh,
0: all right, Randall, you're that guy. Yeah. A, you're you you know. the old man with the cough drop.
1: I brought my own, <laughs> <laughs> I brought my own candy. What's your take on that? Bringing your own, <clears throat> bringing your own candy or food to the theater?
0: Well, I have a couple of feelings about it. One, I like to support smaller and independent theaters. Yep. And so I want to give them concession money. Sure. So that's one thing. So we often do that. But another thing is that uh, I've got a few dietary restrictions, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's worth it to sneak stuff in.
1: Yeah, I bought a Diet Coke.
0: Yeah, you sort of like you uh, paid it lip service.
1: I did. I bought a large Coke, even though Diet Coke is foul. I bought it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it reminds me of all the weird times in our lives, in my life, I should say. I don't want to say where we brought weird food to the theater. Oh, yeah. Like one time, uh, Scott's uh, girlfriend brought a bucket of chicken in her purse to the theater. (laughs) In her purse. That's a big purse. Like one of those giant purses with a bucket of chicken in it. And then I was just thinking of the time I was at a theater and those people were drinking wine behind us and then the bottle fell and rolled all the way to the front of the theater. (laughs) But then... And
0: then that happened... That happened to me. To you, like a week ago. I did that
1: just when we went and saw... Midsummer, I dropped, well, the theater s- served bottles, so it wasn't like I snuck a oh, bottle Oh, it's not in. your fault. And I was trying to put it on the floor. I don't know why, and it slipped. Because
0: and it, we needed an extra cup holder. Yeah,
1: it slipped and rolled forward. It didn't break, but I probably should have gone to look for it after that. I just ran out in shame.
0: One of my all-time favorite things was um, in the, I guess, yeah, it must have been the 90s, Uh, There was a big influx of Hong Kong movies that were really cool.
1: Quentin Tarantino related, maybe.
0: Well, he he was responsible for importing some of them via Miramax. But yeah, um, regardless, Hong Kong was turning out some awesome movies uh, with Jackie Chan, Jet Li and a bunch of other people. Of course. And they used to run those at the UC Theater in Berkeley Mm -hmm. every, I think, Thursday night.
1: I've been to that theater.
0: And we would go almost every Thursday and often we would sneak in Chinese food. And so that would mean like potstickers and things that smelled really strongly. I can
1: imagine. But nobody seemed to care. That theater probably got real gross.
0: It was a whole scene. I really enjoyed that theater.
1: Was that the theater where they did the Rocky Horror Picture Show too? So there's often toast being hooked around the
0: theater as well. Rice, toast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ugh, I can imagine. Gross.
0: Anyway, theaters are, are... they're theaters
1: good. are great support your local theater if you have a local theater you'd like to recommend i'd love to hear it and now would be a good time to say the thing i think what's the thing well reach out to us on twitter or instagram oh, at hbwc podcast uh email us at happy birthday who at gmail.com or text or call and leave a message at 501 420 blaze it 4292
0: Thank you for your texts and messages. Even when we don't read them on the air, we read them and appreciate them.
1: Um, I did want to quickly read this comment from the voicemail. So on last week's podcast, you mentioned that Brad Pitt is starting to look like Robert Redford. uh, Via his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And Dan wrote in with a comment to remind us that they have actually acted together previously in the Tony Scott movie Spy Game. Did you ever see that?
0: I did not. But I mean... Robert Redford, Brad Pitt, and Tony Scott, how bad could that be?
1: I think Robert Redford's super... Like, it's the end of his career, supposedly, in this movie. And then uh, Brad Pitt, it's the beginning of his career. That's how they're supposed to As be. As spies? Yeah. Yeah. As w- spies, was, not actors.
0: Sorry. I always liked Tony Scott's movies. Yeah? I did.
1: He's a uh, Ridley Scott's brother, right? Correct. What What movies can you remind uh, me? He did Thelma, you know?
0: Thelma and Louise, among, amongst others. He did a lot of like... A kind of less pretentious, less big budget than his I brother. Mean, yeah,
1: he's a more conventional director as opposed to his brother, who's big in the science fiction sort of uh, huge movies, larger movies. I
0: don't know enough about it to really. I
1: don't know. I'm not an about expert. It. I'd like to watch that movie though. If you remind me, we'll check sure. it out. So Randall, yes.
0: What are we talking about this week?
1: Well, Valerie, in 1984. The number one song in the United States, the Billboard Top 100 chart, was Let's Go Crazy by Prince and the Revolution.
0: This led us to Randall seeing Purple Rain for the first time last night.
1: Yeah, i never watched this movie, and uh, since it's both the first song on the album and the movie, I thought it would be a good good time to watch it.
0: What did you think of Purple Rain as a movie? Uh,
1: It was not good. Let's be honest. (laughs) I did not like it. (laughs) No, I mean, it made me want to not watch that movie. It made me want to watch a concert movie of uh, Prince and the Revolution.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: It made me feel like I wish this were not a dramatization of any kind, that they just did a whole concert. And maybe interspersed it with some um, More Day in the Time.
0: Oh, yeah. Morris Day in the Time was very entertaining.
1: Yeah. Like, if if they had gone, the opening act is Morris Day in the Time and so on and so forth. That would have been a good show. Can I tell you a couple facts about the Let's Go Crazy uh, song? Please. Itself? So, as I mentioned, it's the opening track on the Purple Rain album, as well as the first song that they play in the movie, Purple Rain. It was Prince's second number one hit. The first one was with Doves Cry, which is also from that movie, an album. And the B-side of that single was Erotic City.
0: Oh, yeah. Erotic City. That got a lot of airplay, at <laughs> the, least where I lived.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was actually the first single that was released under the band name Prince and the Revolution. Um, prior to that, all of his singles had just been Prince. And mm-hmm. I think if they had he had just decided to use that name for the band or whatever to distinguish. I'm not really sure why.
0: Well, he often had different musicians for different albums, and uh, The Revolution actually didn't really last very long. No? No. Like two or three albums.
1: Hmm. Uh, I saw that they were touring now as just The Revolution, probably doing those songs, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. That would be neat to go see. I
0: would like to see them. I really... I love Wendy and Lisa.
1: Wendy and Lisa? I really do. But what about uh Dr. The doc Fuzz? Is that his name? <laughs> Doctor Fink. Doctor Fink, that's it. And <laughs> it was with an F. He's uh, not my favorite. There are two particular lines in the song Let's Go Crazy that I I am interested in and I want to ask your opinion on. Okay. So the first one is are we gonna let the elevator bring us down? Yeah. So I always thought it was the elevator, not de-elevator. But I guess it's de-elevator is one word or a hyphenated word.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, de-elevator, like not the elevator. But... I think
0: maybe he was just slanging.
1: Well, I read a little bit about it and some people hypothesize that de-elevator is the devil. So it's like D-E for devil, but and then also it brings you down to hell.
0: Considering a lot of the weird uh, Christian Jehovah's uh, messages and Prince's music, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But I like to think it maybe had some greater meaning, but like he probably just thought this sounded good.
0: Okay, whatever.
1: The other line that, so I didn't even believe this to be true. And then when I told you it, you didn't didn't believe me either. But I'm going to say it. The line of the chorus are, let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Look for the purple banana until they put us in the truck. Let's
0: go. I feel like that's sexual. Yeah. A purple banana is sexual? And I was truly astonished that that was the lyric.
1: 1,000% he one t- at one time referenced his purple banana. Undoubtedly. You know, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly a purple banana was <laughs> brought
0: up. Well, did place. you know that he wrote the Bengals song... Uh, Manic Monday. No. He did write that.
1: Is there a banana connection to it? Well,
0: there is. Please let me explain. Okay. Um, He wrote the song Manic Monday for the Bengals. It has the lyric, um, I Dreamed I Was Kissing Valentino by a Crystal Blue Italian Stream. And reportedly, he would call his penis Valentino.
1: How many nicknames do you think Prince had for his... Oh, my God. Besides Purple Banana and Valentino?
0: 28 nicknames. He
1: also referred to it as the kid. No. He's 26 years old as the kid living at home in that movie. I can't believe I'd never seen that movie before.
0: I saw it. Okay. So I was probably, what, 11 when it came out. I did not see it at the time. My parents would never let me see a movie like that. I did (laughs) see it as soon as I moved into my own apartment. I remember it was one of those things where we rented a VCR. We rented some movies. Purple Rain was one of them. Hmm. And I remember thinking This is not very good And it's kind of a bummer
1: <laughs> It's so bad And then Suddenly the He's on stage At that club Which for some reason Only has two, th- Three two, bands uh, That play two there bands, And they bands. all have their
0: own Dressing rooms Permanently <laughs>
1: Everyone They're permanently in. it's either Morris Day in the Time Or Prince and the Revolution Or maybe There was one third there was, band There
0: was Apollonia 6 But yeah. there was No also- that was a different club Oh sorry Yeah
1: but no, it was the guy who's the guitarist for Prince.
0: Right, he has his own. He thing. has
1: his own band, and also in that club, everyone was the fucking coolest. Like everyone, everyone was wearing a massive like a get-up, an outfit. Everyone was a character.
0: Randall, I don't think you ever went to a nightclub in the eighties. Like, <laughs> or <laughs> maybe, true. or as maybe an, even as like in a the 90s. 10
1: year old, I was not at nightclubs. Correct, especially ones in Minnesota. No, I mean, it was like, it reminded me of the movie, uh, the warriors. It was like, everyone is organized and gotten up, you know?
0: Okay. So we were talking about this earlier in the car where I grew up. I was maybe 12, 13, 14 years old. And I was a sort of baby goth new waiver chick.
1: Mm-hmm. weird okay.
0: weird hair and whatnot how
1: wait how old is this
0: probably like 13 14 years old okay and I lived in a town that also had a lot of weirdos in it
1: what town is this
0: that was Nevada City California okay the thing was there were punks and there were full-blown goths and there were Rasta people and there were even like uh like 70s hair rockers mm. and the thing is they all we all hung out together because it, it, there was just only one place to go so like if there was a punk show everybody would show up for it
1: and it, it's it's like uh, it's a small pond there's no like segmentation
0: and everybody would wear their craziest thing
1: i really wish that um should we we should probably go to the club that's what that's what i think this means you, what do you think are
0: you ready to go to clubs
1: Ooh, what what is the outfit like, I know what you'd wear. I think I know what you'd wear.
0: Oh, What would I wear?
1: You'd wear... Um...
0: Okay, which which kind of club are we going to?
1: Okay, we're going to the goth club,
0: I All right. guess.
1: You're wearing um, probably black. Maybe you're wearing... Um... I don't know. What are you wearing? Tell me what you're wearing.
0: So if I'm going to dance, I'm going to wear a short skirt. Okay if i'm going just to hang out i'll probably wear a long skirt
1: but either way you're wearing a skirt
0: either way i'm wearing a skirt because it swooshes around and yep lets you move cool yep i would either wear a lot of jewelry or maybe uh you know like a fishnet top over a bra or a tank top you know
1: um keep it simple and uh makeup
0: oh so much makeup like what all the makeup
1: so what are we talking about?
0: Like full painted on foundation, Okay. tons of eyeliner, uh, darkest lipstick I have.
1: So, w- what, so what would you wear? What would I wear? I guess basically. The same thing. I would wear <laughs> wearing right now, which is a t-shirt and shorts.
0: <laughs> we would have to uh, shave you. Yeah. What? We'd shave your face. Oh, thank God. And then we would make you look exactly like me.
1: Okay. That'd be all right. Um, or I could dress like Danzig, I guess.
0: Sure. <laughs> so
1: so a le- the same outfit that you had except uh, leather pants i guess
0: leather pants some uh, a massive lo- gloves belt. or gauntlet yeah yeah
1: a giant belt uh some some weird gloves maybe and, freak out your hair or or spray it up or something
0: yeah are you ready for this
1: welcome to <laughs> <laughs> welcome to goth club chat with valerie and randall I wrote down this I wrote down a lot of notes while we were watching the movie. One I wrote was how many times did I look at you and just say oh my god? <laughs>
0: just in supr- shock at what yeah, you were seeing. Yeah, just in like
1: shock. I think I think it probably was mostly around that that sex scene in the Oh, oh god. Lord. Yeah, I also wrote down my favorite note for that. I wrote, "Please come back to my room to listen to a tape of woman crying and look at my weird <laughs> masks and puppets." <laughs> Also, he did I ha- think he had a lot of dolls. Yeah. Uh, there's like a scene where he's like talking to a puppet and he's a, he's a weirdo man. A creep. Yeah. Also, I think they are legit having sex. Yeah. they they <laughs> He
0: was, he was getting handsy in a way that you don't often yeah. see on a mainstream oh, film. Wow. Um, you know, when you told me that uh, first Vanity was supposed to have the Apollonia role yeah. and then Jennifer Beals, yeah, my first thought was like, oh, Jennifer Beals totally didn't do it because she wasn't going to fuck Prince.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. Like that was the that was the one requirement. It was like they brought you into the the casting room and they're like, OK, well, this role, you're going to have to have legit sex with Prince. Are you OK with that? <laughs> like we're not. You're not going to be acting.
0: Apollonia looks a lot like Jennifer Beals, too. Hmm. But she can't really act. I'm sorry, Apollonia. uh,
1: uh, Worse thing, I guess. Oh, no. That's just cruel. That was awful.
0: A lovely, lovely lady. Yeah. Who I guess is Christian now. Oh, well, I mean. And renounces her past. Prince, by the way, he, I think, was always a Christian. And then um, he had somebody on either his road crew or his manager... Tell him that the guy wasn't going to bring his family to come see Prince because there was so much explicit, indecent stuff in Prince's show. Mm-hmm. And at that point, this was sometime later after the revolution years, he decided that he wanted to get right with God and be more. Tone it down? Yeah, tone it down. Yeah.
1: I had no idea. Like, he, I mean, obviously, there's that famous pants with the butt cut out, right? It's and just he butt. he had an ejaculating guitar. In I forgot this one. about that. Uh, and then there's the guitar solo where uh, is that Wendy or Wendy or Lisa? Which That's one's Wendy. It? Wendy. She's very clearly simulating oral sex.
0: Right, but as I mentioned, that was like a David Bowie McRonson move. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Uh, you you said that, but I did not know that. Is that something they had done before?
0: Oh yeah, it was. And considering it was two men in the '70s, it was extremely shocking.
1: <laughs> was David Bowie also a guitarist too?
0: Uh no. Okay. It was Mick, he was doing it to Mick Ronson.
1: I thought it was particularly interesting that they were both playing guitar at the same time. Those are some multi talented people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I've but I've always really liked uh, Wendy Wendy Melvoin and I always thought that people were projecting the whole lesbian thing on her and Lisa.
1: Because but they're no. close?
0: No, it turned out they were actually a couple, and we didn't find that out until about 20 years later.
1: Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, d- I did to this day, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, yeah, so I totally thought that was like, you know, just a uh, gay for pay, the male gays kind of thing. Is the
1: water warm enough?
0: Yeah, but it turns out they were actually together for a long time. I love Wendy. I love her uh, her sort of soft butch thing.
1: What else do you know about those two? Like beyond, uh, beyond the... The revolution time. Like, have they recorded anything that is famous at this point?
0: They went on to do some albums as a duo together. Right. And they had some moderate success with that. And then in more recent years, they've been doing soundtrack work mostly for TV. Like, they did the soundtrack to Heroes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Some other shows. But, yeah, it turns out that Wendy and Lisa have known each other since they were, like, toddlers. Because both of their dads were in The Wrecking Crew of uh, studio musician fame.
1: God, what was that movie about the wrecking crew?
0: I think it might've just been called the wrecking crew. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Mike Melvoin is Wendy's dad. Uh, Gary Coleman is Lisa's dad. Um, and they were both in the wrecking and crew and they were both in the wrecking crew. So wow. they, they pretty much grew up together. Did you know that Wendy has a twin?
1: No twin brother or twin sister. Twin
0: sister. Identical. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's is, what's her name? Her name's Susanna.
1: Is she in music?
0: Yes, but I can't think of anything she's done. But an interesting thing is Susanna is straight and she and Prince dated for a while.
1: Whoa, that's creepy actually. Uh, (laughs) I don't like it.
0: And the song, Nothing Compares to You, which of course is made popular by Sinead O'Connor, was actually written about Susanna by Prince.
1: I was trying to think of like, that's a mind fuck, really, if you think about it. Like that title, When You're a Twin, (laughs) it's a real... That's really <laughs> fucked up. Nothing compares to you, except maybe you a twin who looks exactly the same as you. That's really wa wah. Oh man.
0: Yeah, that's a that's about all I know about about them. About Wendy oh, and Lisa. Oh, but I I don't know if I ever told you this. Wendy and Lisa follow me on Twitter. What what? What? Yes. Why? How? I followed them. I said some stuff. They followed me back. That's sweet. Yeah.
1: You, are you going to tag them when we talk about this? Oh,
0: I totally am. Well,
1: we'll quickly say one more time we love you, Wendy and Lisa. You're the best. They were so young in that movie.
0: They were like 19, I think, which oh is my God. It, it it boggles my mind how talented yeah. they all were. And so now. young.
1: And now. And continuing, and we would love to go see them if they ever come closer. Well, we'd probably travel to go see them, huh? Let's go to LA. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can go see that. Okay. How cool is uh Jerome the valet?
0: <laughs> I want a
1: valet so bad. Okay, so oh in the God. movie if you've
0: never seen this, Morris Day has basically a proto hype man mm-hmm. who drives him around. Yep. And pulls out a mirror whenever Morris needs to fix his hair.
1: He also <laughs> That's a real thing that really happened. <laughs> so supposedly in one concert he was like, "I want you to bring a mirror out on stage to show me my face." So I can mock, you know, fixing my hair, and he just straight up ripped a mirror off the wall of their dressing room and brought it out. That is, I kind of want that in my just like regular life. Someone brings a mirror to (laughs) fix my hair every now and again.
0: All this time, I had thought that Jerome was actually a member of the band because of this. He, I he's no, not right. I had no idea. He just carried the mirror. <laughs>
1: he's uh, the brother of the bassist in the band, uh, Terry Lewis. It, oh, his full name, by the way, is Jerome Benton. Oh,
0: as in Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yep. Wow. There you go. So much fucking talent.
1: Yeah, everyone involved in this uh, band and tangentially to this band are the greatest musicians <laughs> that ever lived. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry for all the other musicians that um are that, not that ever lived yeah. that are not them. <laughs> Yeah.
0: One other thing about Wendy and Lisa is the recording of Purple Rain, the soundtrack, was done live. And that was actually the very first time that Wendy had ever played publicly with Prince.
1: (laughs) Wait. Okay, so do you have any more information about what what that means? Like it was recorded live. Was it in concert?
0: Yes, it was live in concert.
1: Really? Yeah. Where at?
0: Probably Minneapolis. I think it was a benefit for something.
1: Wow. Uh, I I had no clue.
0: Yeah, but she had never played with him before. The song Purple Rain, its I feel cheesy saying it, but I I do love that song.
1: No, there's nothing. uh, Okay, so at the very beginning, I said I didn't really like this movie, but I love this soundtrack. Yeah. So uh, please... Don't don't confuse the two. I just thought the movie was cheesy.
0: No, it's just that, you know, I, I'm a sucker for ballads and Purple Rain is a long, drawn-out ballad. It's really sweet. Prince was, I guess, so worried that the song sounded similar to Journey's Faithfully. And I can hear it in the end a little bit. Sure. Uh, that he actually called Jonathan Cain, who is the uh, keyboardist for Journey, and sort of ran it past him.
1: He made sure it wasn't. He made sure it was all right. Can we play a little bit of Faithfully to to see what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah,
0: we'll, well, let's play a couple snippets. similar chord progression but whatever it's not like the same
1: did you jonathan kane is the pianist you said right yes when we saw journey in concert he's a trip seeing on (laughs) stage (laughs) Uh, i can't remember if it was was he just was he totally dressed like dressed super nicely and then did he put on a a jersey for at the encore? Yes. He put on like a, a trailblazers jersey. And then I looked him up. I was like, wow, this guy's a trip. And I looked him up online and he fucking does that like every show he puts on a local team jersey. Yeah. It's the the panderingest pandering that you could do.
0: It's so funny because he's very like liberace like on stage, yeah. just very dramatic. But I'm looking at his webpage right now, and he's gone full Christian. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: He was, uh, I mean, he's talented for sure. That part of the piano solo was pretty good. I mean, not pretty good. It was amazingly talented, but it was pretty entertaining to me. It was
0: great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I guess Prince is a, a natural collaborator, and he inspires people, clearly. Sure. Uh, I guess that the song stand back by Stevie Nicks. Do you know that song? Yes. She was actually listening to little red Corvette in the car and she started singing in all the spaces where there were no vocals. And that's actually where she came up with stand back. And it's pretty much the same riff as little red Corvette. Huh. And then she told Prince that as she was working on it in the studio and he actually came down and did keyboards for it. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. Did they ever work together otherwise?
0: They didn't, although I read one place, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I read it, that um, when Prince initially heard Purple Rain, this is an epic song we've written, but I don't have any lyrics for it, and he actually asked Stevie Nicks to do some lyrics for it, Huh? and she was like, no, this is all you.
1: I thought you were going to say she had written the lyrics with him, but either way, that's pretty great. Did she ever perform one of his songs as a single?
0: I don't think so.
1: No. She's but like a...
0: There is a huge list of songs that Prince has written for other people.
1: Yeah. You mentioned Sinead O'Connor doing Nothing Compares to You.
0: And Manic Monday by the Bengals. Yeah. Basically, if um if there was a pretty lady, he'd write a song for her. <laughs> and he definitely had a type.
1: He definitely had a type. A beautiful woman was his type? What was his type?
0: Typically, typically brunettes. Mm-hmm. You know, the Susanna Hoffs, the uh, the Apollonias, the Vanities, the Sheila E's even. The Sheila's E.
1: The Sheila's, comma, E.
0: Do you want to talk about the sound of this album?
1: Yeah, one thing that I found that was interesting about the album itself, and I guess it's specific to the Let's Go Crazy song, but it was also heavily involved in the entire album, was the drum machine called the Linn LM-1. Are you f- you're familiar with hmm. Linn Lynn or Roger Linn? Yeah, the Lin drum. Yeah. The percussion in Let's Go Crazy was programmed with a Linn LM-1 drum machine, which, as I said, was designed by the American engineer Roger Linn. It was the first drum machine to use actual samples of a real drum. There was like um, memory chips inside of the machine that stored real recordings of uh, him hitting a drum although no it wasn't him they it was some other session musician and he actually forgot who the musician was Oh no! so the real musician who performed those drum hits
0: drummer if you're listening <laughs> yeah. let us know
1: if you're alive and you're listening <laughs> to random podcasts and you were the drummer no i mean like i would imagine it was probably just a very simple like smash that hit this one until I get the right recording. And
0: also session musicians are just used to being paid for, you know, the afternoon or whatever they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was also one of the first programmable drum machines, uh, it retailed for, uh, over $5,000 and only, only 525 of them were actually built, but they were super popular and super used in the eighties. I wrote down this list of songs that used, uh-huh. I'm give not going to read them all, highlights. but like some highlights are The Boys of Summer by Don Henley.
0: Use oh, that. yeah.
1: Um, You could really hear it, uh-huh. you know? But, and it's probably heavily processed
0: on that song, but isn't Don Henley a drummer? Yeah, but if you were a drummer, <laughs> you would want to play with drum machines too.
1: So rude, though.
0: Not at all.
1: <laughs> no? You're like, I don't trust anyone else to be the drummer for me because I'm a great drummer.
0: I'm sure he could have done both if he had wanted yeah, to. Yeah,
1: there's so many like... So many um, eagle songs where he's singing and drumming at the same time.
0: I mean, have you listened to Phil Collins' yeah. uh, solo stuff? It's heavy drum Super machine. Super drum
1: machine, yeah. Phil Collins not in this list. But like, uh, let's see, I'll read a couple others. Uh, Radio Gaga by Queen. Okay. How about uh, Flashdance by Irene Cara? Mm-hmm. Uh, F- Foolish Heart by Steve Perry. <laughs> I can't think about that song.
0: No, I don't know that song. Foolish Heart.
1: Um do you really want to hurt me by culture club? Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: totally. I bet this was one of those things like a Mellotron or a, you know, any other super expensive early electronic music instrument where occasionally a studio would buy one and then you would go to that studio and that's where the musicians would get to mess around with it. From
1: what I actually read, the, the, the musicians that, uh, the musicians themselves were the, first purchasers of this machine
0: i'm not surprised like he
1: straight up went to them and they were like i want one i want this
0: i feel like uh like the peter gabriels of the world were the first ones to have a fair the first ones to have uh, this machine
1: is that the musician that you would be uh if you were a professional musician you'd buy a shit ton of cool equipment yes would yeah, you? yeah right i would i would fill an entire recording studio with just everything i could find i would I do. We have a little bit of that. I'm uh I want a piano, Valerie. Let's let's transition right into wow. Let's have this conversation on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mentioned it before like I'd like a just a straight piano to play in the house.
0: Okay, so we've talked about this. I've had pianos yeah. like actual an, uh not analog uh, acoustic pianos. Yeah, real strings Re- and everything. Straight up pianos. You play them, they're entertaining, but you got to play them all the time otherwise it's not worth having.
1: Cuz they're so big
0: because they're so big because they need to be tuned they need they need attention I'd be happy
1: to have an 88 key synthesizer too
0: We've had that too and those are pretty yeah. freaking fun
1: Yeah your keyboard what was the keyboard that you had when we first met Do you remember that did one I have Roland
0: the, Did I have the little one or the big one You had the big one Uh it was a Yamaha uh I can't remember the model so you but it, a
1: Roland when we met No mistake
0: Okay, I did have a Roland right before we met, uh, and it was one of the ones with a programmable drum machine in it. And then I sold that, and we got a weighted key. The Yamaha one. Yeah, electric piano. That
1: was still a nice piano, though.
0: It was. It was super nice. It was felt felt real.
1: If we got one, would you play it?
0: I would, and the nice thing about an electric piano is not having to have other people listen to it while yeah, you fuck your, around.
1: put your headphones in. Um, if someone listened to this podcast, bought us a expensive. <laughs> 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 if you have a a wonderful keyboard that's just collecting just dust here, just taking to your house, up space. Just send it along to us. Prince died really young.
0: Yeah, and you know, I found out. So he died of a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Can you
1: remind me what fentanyl is? It's is a, it like an opiate it's or something? It's an opiate. Yeah. And it's okay. a,
0: it's a very strong concentrated opiate. Like a painkiller. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my understanding is that he had been taking fentanyl on and off for years because he had massive like hip and back pain from jumping and doing splits and heels all these years.
1: I'm shaking my head here, thinking about it. What a what a goddamn waste!
0: But Super waste.
1: Died too young. Didn't really need to. Pain is real tough.
0: I read once that Prince said that he was not going to age, meaning that he was going gonna to die young. No, that he was going to like keep his beauty, like he
1: <sighs> Madonna he, style. <laughs> like
0: he had discovered the secret of life
1: uh-huh. and
0: was going to remain ageless. That was the first thing I thought of when I heard he died. <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> so yeah, he succeeded. Figured that out.
1: Yeah, um, I love that attitude. That's uh, that's. I think we've talked about aging a lot in this podcast because we're getting old. Because we get feel old, but that's like one of those things that I want to make remain important to me in my life. Which is to say, I don't want to feel old. I want to, I want to feel like a relevant young person for my whole life. And I think you can make that choice. Like you don't have to, you don't have to stop interacting with society. Do you, do you understand what I mean when I say that?
0: I do. I feel having worked with a lot of people who are younger than me. Yeah. I feel like there is a careful balance between doing that and maintaining your interest in life and your youthful personality. Yeah. And, But sometimes it crosses over into how do you do fellow kids?
1: Mm. Well, I never want to be like that new technology or that new trend or idea is for young people. And therefore, I'm not interested or I can't I can't even try to understand it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. And the one thing that I feel that way about for myself is gaming. And it's kind of a bummer that I don't want to get into gaming. Yeah. But I just have limited time and mental resources and I just can't commit
1: to be fair. You're not super weren't super into gaming all along, but you have been, if you bear with me on this path, you have been into music your whole life. Uh And so music is the thing that you can be continually into and updated on, you know, like you can find new music your whole life. As opposed to um, being like, oh, music stopped for me in...
0: 1992, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, No, I, I absolutely feel that yeah. way.
1: But for me, like gaming has been, mostly video gaming, has been a, a huge portion of my life that I'll probably continue to be. I'll probably continue to be into whatever new thing comes out.
0: It's just kind of a bummer because it's like I see actual styles of communication developing, yeah. developing through gaming Interfaces yeah. and technology developing through gaming that I have no clue about because it's just not my scene
1: well, I'll offer that to you let's let's make this pack to each other if something is super interesting, even if it's not something that the other person is into let's try and talk about it okay so you tell me about some music stuff that you found out about don't be afraid to don't be afraid to feel like I'm not going to be interested and then I'll do the same for right. for video games I'm willing. And sports can fuck right off.
0: (laughs) You love sports. All right.
1: As long as it's professional wrestling, we can keep talking about it.
0: Honestly, I think that's maybe the root of why my dad liked you so much.
1: Because I could talk sports with him?
0: Because you were maybe my first boyfriend that ever had the most remote interest in sports and dude stuff.
1: I don't understand how it happened. But it really did. I mean, okay, I I take that back. I do understand how it happened. It's living in a family that constantly throws it at you and feeling like the only way you can interact with them is by accepting it and learning something about it. But I don't know why it stuck after that. I don't know why I was always a baseball fan, but I always was.
0: You just like the things you like. Yeah. But honest to God, I swear you gave me some credit in my dad's eyes.
1: Because... uh, I had interests that he understood. Yeah. I, I think your dad was, he was interesting to me. He was l- unlike a lot of people I met in my life. Cause he was like a military guy. I never really had a lot of interactions with people who were lifetime military people or people who were lawyers or judges and <laughs> that kind of thing. Like those people never really were in my life. It was interesting to me to meet someone who had that background also, I think he liked him because he liked me because I could fix their computer too. Yeah, that was it. And
0: you knew how to carve a ham.
1: A two thing going for me: I had ham carving <laughs> and computer fixing.
0: What else could you want in a son-in-law? That's right. We needed to figure out a name for our audience.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think about it. It's got to be some sort of portmanteau for no more teeth. <laughs> teethies. <laughs> <laughs> Toothies.
0: Uh, yeah, so we have a big, busy month coming up. Um, personally, we just got a couple trips planned and stuff. So yeah. just to let the audience know that stuff may not be posted on Tuesday like it always is, maybe a day or two late, but we're going to make it
1: happen. It, it'll come out when it's ready. Don't be too attached to a Tuesday release. We might put them out on Sunday or Monday, too. Who knows?
0: But we didn't forget about you.
1: No, we'll keep trying to do it every week. And as... Always, thank you for listening. Always, we love you very much. Um, <laughs> please rate, review, and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend if you think they would like the show. Don't tell someone that wouldn't like it. It's yeah. A bad idea. Don't tell
0: somebody that's gonna badmouth us.
1: And thank you for all of you who have already rated and reviewed and subscribed
0: and listened. Mm-hmm. Every single one.
1: We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. So when you so call you up call that, that shrink, shrink in Beverly Hills, you, know the, you know the one.
0: Doctor, everything will be all right. 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 Instead of the